0: So we're gonna take a few minutes for those of you on the front row um, to listen to the scriptures together and then we'll celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Um, Asking myself this question this week, asking you this question, will we be ready? Every human being wants to be ready. We want to be ready to deal with suffering. And hard things when they come into our lives. We want to be ready to find a path through the suffering that leads to a more glorious and joyful future. And while we wait for that future, we want to be ready to do all kinds of things in this world that are good. Things not only that God would say are good, things that are good for us, things that are good for our neighbors, for our world. When the moment comes and we need to do those things, we want to be ready. Will we be ready? Well, to be ready, you have to be standing on a foundation. You have to put your confidence somewhere. Where will we put it? Well, we're going to hear this morning Jesus and his apostle Paul tell us that we can put our trust in the scriptures because they increase our confidence in Jesus. Now, the word we often use as Christians to describe that confidence is faith. Our faith in Jesus will grow. Well, that means the more we trust the scriptures, the more our faith in Jesus will grow. We're gonna hear Jesus talk about that as he's speaking to some of his disciples about this process of suffering and glory. We're gonna hear the Apostle Paul talk about that as he writes to a fellow pastor and some people thought it was too young to be a good leader. And Paul says, You need to be ready to lead and equip other people so that they are ready to do all kinds of good things in this world. Or, in keeping with the title of this sermon, both Jesus and his apostle Paul are going to call us to love God's word because it is the word of Christ. The whole Bible is about. Christ. James is going to read for us.
1: Today's scripture readings are from the Gospel of Luke and from 2 Timothy. First from Luke 24. And he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And then from 2 Timothy 3, but as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood You have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. This summer when Tricia and I were uh, on sabbatical in, England, we uh, walked a lot. One of the towns that we walked to was a town called Penzance in the southwest of England in Cornwall, and uh, it's a harbor town, so we got to see lots of cool sights, boats, water everywhere, um, fun place. We also got to connect with some people who are friends of some of the missionaries of our church, and so we attended, uh, we went to this library and attended a worship service at Discovery Church in Penzance. And uh, one of the things that we heard during that worship service, so they're, they're Steve, their Pastor Steve, and, and their are uh, Maggie, they're uh, uh, student ministry leaders, got up during this service, and one of the things they said is, we want young people in our church to see Jesus in all of the Bible. They said a lot of other things, but that was the main thing they wanted to be clear on, that they wanted every student of any age in their church and under their ministry to learn to see Jesus from the whole Bible. Not just to see him sometimes, uh, but anytime they're thinking about their relationship with God, any part of the scriptures, to see Jesus. Now, they're making an assumption there, aren't they? They're assuming that Jesus is the focus of all reality and that therefore Jesus is the focus of the whole Bible. And I think they're right. I think that's exactly what they ought to be assuming as followers of Jesus. And, and I would want them to lead and teach all of us, not, not just children on the front row. Yes, you, but everyone here that the whole of the Bible is about Jesus. A few questions for us today. Already answered this one for you, didn't I? What's the Bible about? It's about Jesus. That's what Jesus said. Okay, commercial for a moment, by the way. We need more teachers. The church will always need more people who are ready to teach the Bible. That's true of this church, it's true of every church. At every moment, More people are needed to teach the Bible. At every stage, level, from nursery to senior citizens, everyone needs to know Christ through the scriptures, and therefore we need more teachers who are ready. Your training begins now. What's the Bible about? It is about Jesus. Jesus said so. Right? He's talking to his disciples when they are grieving and, and their hearts are broken. They think Jesus is dead. They don't yet realize that he's been resurrected. And he says to them, I need to show you from all the scriptures the things about me. And so he started with Moses and all the prophets. And he said, y'all, the whole Bible is about me. And then a few decades later, the Apostle Paul, trying to raise up the next generation of leader for the church, says, hey, Timothy, there are all kinds of people who need to be ready. They need to be equipped and complete and ready for every kind of good work, doing every kind of good thing in this world. And, Timothy, the way you get them ready is point them to the Scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. The whole Bible is about Jesus. And Paul even says, Timothy, you've known this from when you were a child. Right? Verse 15 of 2 Timothy 3. Timothy, you know how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to make you wise enough not to trust yourself, but to trust Jesus. Jesus. That word childhood could actually be translated infancy. Timothy, since you were too small to stand up on your own two feet, people have been teaching you this. And now, man of God, go teach other people and help them be ready. What's the Bible about? The whole Bible is about who Jesus is and what he does and why we need him to be who he is and we need him to do what he does and how every promise God ever made could only be fulfilled through him and about what it means to respond to him with faith and every good work. The Bible is about Jesus. Why does this matter? There are a lot of people who are going to tell you something different. What are they going to tell you? Well, here's what they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you that knowing what the Bible is about is like walking through a revolving door. And so when you are in elementary school, who's still in elementary school? If you're still in elementary school, put your hand up. Maybe kindergarten, first grade, up through fifth grade people are going to tell you that the whole Bible is about how to be a good little boy or a good little girl. The whole Bible is a book of rules and you are meant to follow those rules so you can be good. And then you get a little older and you walk through that door. You know what a revolving door is like, right? It spins around. So you don't just go through it once. You could go through it and keep going back through it. So at some point people are going to tell you go back through oh, you're not in elementary school anymore. You're in middle school. Any middle schoolers in the room? Oh, in middle school, ah, you're too mature to have to need instruction on how to be a good little boy or a good little girl. In middle school, the whole Bible is about telling you how to respect authority. So no more smack talk. Or in Britain, they would say no more being cheeky. Respect authority. I know it seems to say that God is full of loving kindness, but what that really means is you respect teachers. And I know this part of the Bible seems to say that Jesus is our Savior, but what it's really saying is you better be respectful around any leader. And then you grow out of that and you kind of go through the door again, and now you're in high school. Any high schoolers in the room? Hey, in high school, you know what the whole Bible's about, don't you? The whole Bible is about making good choices in the area of sexuality. (laughs) I know this part of Leviticus that talks about sowing seeds in a field seems to be saying something different, but it's really saying no purpling. (laughs) right? Don't mix the blue and the pink together. I know you want to touch him or her or them. Don't do it. That's the main thing the Bible is about when you're in high school, somebody's gonna tell you. And then you're gonna graduate, you're gonna become a young adult, you're in college, you're out of college, you're in grad school, your first job, the whole Bible is about making good choices still, but now it's in the area of career and what do I do for the rest of my life and where do I live and do I marry someone and if so, who do I marry? It's making good choices in that area and then somehow magically, we're gonna put you through the door one more time and you're gonna pop out and we're gonna say, Okay, now we'll tell you the truth. The whole Bible is about good news that Jesus is the Savior. The Bible has never been about rule-keeping, but we just had to tell you that a lot for a while. And the whole Bible is not about making good choices. Those are the fruits of what the Bible is really about. Now we can trust you enough to tell you that. We have to stop that. If you want to teach the Bible that way, please stop. Please don't sign up to teach any level of any person in this church if you want to adopt that revolving door mentality because Jesus says, starting with Moses and all the prophets, the whole of Scripture is there to point people to me. And let's go sit in Penzance and listen to their Steve and their Maggie say, we don't care what your age is. We we want you to see Jesus from every part of the Bible. This matters because many people are going to tell us that the Bible is about something other than Jesus. They're going to tell us the book the Bible is just a book of rules. Now they might be happy about that because they believe that and they want you to believe it, or they might be sad about that. They may say this is one of the things I hate about Christianity. I hate how you Christians have a Bible that's just all rules. Great news. We get to say to them, "No, that's not true." That's that's not it at all. And some people are going to say, well, the Bible is just about some experiences some old ancient people had a long time ago. And they might be happy about it. They may be like, oh, their experiences can be very helpful and useful to us today. Or they might be sad about it. They may be like, oh, that's completely irrelevant to us today. Good news. That's wrong. The Bible is not a record of human religious experience. And it's not a list of rules so that you can score more points in a religious contest than other people. The whole Bible is there to show you that exactly what you need is exactly who Jesus is, and to show you that at every moment. And if you can't always see it, then keep grabbing it until you see it. It won't always be equally clear to everyone at every moment. That's why we do this together. And keep holding on until you see what Jesus said. The whole Bible exists to help you put more confidence in Him. Will we be ready? Will we be ready for all the sorrows of each stage of life? Hard things don't wait until you're an adult, they begin in infancy. Will you be ready when you're in elementary school for the hard things of life? Will you be ready in middle school and high school and college and beyond? Will you be ready when you're 75, 95? Will you be ready for hard things? Will you be ready at each stage of life to not give up because things are hard, but to trust that there is a more joyous, glorious future ahead? Will you be ready... When you're eight, to trust Jesus for that? Will you be ready when you're 18 to trust Jesus for that? 28, 38, 98 to trust Jesus for that, to put confidence that there is something better ahead, not because we will create it ourselves, but because Jesus has already died and risen again to secure it? And so the older I get, I'm not putting more trust in me, I'm putting more trust in Him. Will you be ready? For that, will you be ready to do all kinds of good things along the way because there will be all kinds of needy people in your life, plenty of opportunities to do things that show that Jesus is good. Will we be ready for those things? If our picture of Jesus shrinks as we get older, we will not be ready. Because the smaller he becomes, the more we have to put confidence in something human. Human effort, human wisdom, human institutions or traditions. We won't be ready. But if our confidence is in Jesus... We're putting less confidence in human things and more confidence in Him, then we can be ready. He says to us, I'm the Christ, the Messiah. I opened up the way from suffering to glory. I can make you ready for both ends of that spectrum. And along the way, I can make you prepared, complete, ready for all kinds of love and service in this needy world. I could never be ready by myself. You could never be ready by trusting yourself. The good news from Jesus that we don't have to. He has given us wisdom in all of Scripture to make us more confident in him, Let's take a minute and pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this confidence. Um, at the moments when we are tempted to see that we don't need you anymore because we're becoming wiser and stronger, forgive us and turn us back to confidence in you. And use the scriptures to do that not just part of the scripture, not just our favorite verse, not just the thing our mom or dad wrote in the front of that Bible a long time ago, but every word you have ever spoken about yourself. Help us to treasure it, love it, grow in it. Make us ready to be people who do good in this world as we wait for the glory that you have prepared for us. And Jesus, today, pour out your blessing on Discovery Church in Penzance and every other church around the world where people gather because we trust you. Amen.